0: we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, ni hao. In India, namaste. In Japan, konnichiwa. In Korea, Haseo, In Russia, здравствуйте. In Germany, guten Tag. In Poland, dzień dobry in france bonjour in spain hola in italy ciao in egypt ashen in ghana aquaba in nigeria Peleo, in south africa Saobona, in senegal nangadeth in kenya jambo in israel shalom in pakistan afghanistan and saudi arabia assalamualaikum greetings And may peace be upon you all.
1: And welcome everybody to Beata's tiny house village. And we're going to play our introductory music and video and welcome our YouTube family. are here in the oddest tiny house village, and it's December 1st. Yay.
2: It's time for bye, 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 bye,
1: presents, 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 tree, 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 tree. No, 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 not in my life. But that's what my family is enjoying the last day or two is get the tree up, turn, put the lights on. It's December 1st, so everybody, whatever you do, have a peaceful and loving and kind compassionate and try to walk in wisdom in during this month. So thank you for joining me here in my tiny house village and we're here to do some joint rolling because this month is going to be intense with propaganda, advertising coming at you and I want you to be protected. I want you to be ready for the attacks and our topic today is actually going to cover what I call the Hegelian theory. And it's not what I call it. It's actually called a Hegelian theory the problem, the reaction and the solution. This campaign has started in China already and we're going to show you how to uh resist it in its fullness because it's just so we want to talk about preventing pneumonia which is in the news already and strengthening these lungs. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, breathe out. That's the first step to strengthen your lungs is breathing. Practice your breathing. Breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. Breathe in and out. Breathe in and out. Breathe in. And out. Breathe in and out, first step to strengthening your lungs is practice breathing in and out because those lungs are expanding and contracting as you expand your belly button, in, and the whole system is built up when you are practicing your breathing every day, every day. That's the, That's the call right now in the boot camp for peace, and in this season of colder weather, Whenever you have a chance, breathe in fresh air, breathe in where the trees are. I was hugging trees yesterday at a park. Oh, love those trees. Go love those trees. Get in nature. Step number one to preventing pneumonia and strengthening these lungs. So let's get ready to do some joint rolling because I know that's why you came. You want to build up your immune system. You want to improve your circulation, and you want to drain that lymphatic system. Those are the big three reasons why we do the joint rolling. When you do these, uh, we start with our neck rolls. We start with shoulder rolls. We start with uh, elbows, and uh, we get on our back. We kick up our legs. We do the ankles and the wrists. We do the knees, and we do the hip joints. All of that activity is like a boost, a jump start for your body to get your, circulate the blood flowing. If you slept really well, the best thing you can do is when you wake up, kick up those legs and start rolling those joints before you even get out of bed. You're boosting your circulation. And second, you're uh, boosting your lymphatic system. This is the drainage system that gets rid of all the toxins that you might have breathed in or the food waste. It helps. It helps move everything out. Move everything out that you do not need. And then finally, uh, your your circulation, lymphatic, and your immune system. Oh boy, that's the key. One, the second um, second step to strengthening your lungs is what? Building up your immune system. And we're going to talk about that more today as well as you're going to hear from Dr. Samil Dahan, as well as a Dr. Campbell on what the situation is. The problem, they create the problem, reaction, they expect a reaction, and then guess what? They have the, the solution for you that may or may not heal, strengthen, and help your body. So we're going to put on some good music, time for healing and start moving our head around to loosen up the shoulders and the neck so we can sit and absorb all this knowledge that I'm going to share with you uh, that I found on YouTube as well as information from my emails. So let's get busy with the sound of blackness, time for healing, rolling our head around first.
2: And the
3: Let's
4: Breathe in and out. Breathe in and here as well.
1: Breathe in and out. All right, let's, let's get on our back. Take your up and roll the, ankle
4: and the Breath and breath. <laughs> <laughs> let's your hands. Get the knees up.
1: <laughs> and and let's
4: do those No Uh,
2: moving
1: lower. <rategy> moving yeah,
4: the lower.
1: Moving your ankle. Point. 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 So just pumped up and pumping
4: up first of all just the leg. just always doing the, the all right just roll over on the top. and hold that leg it's
5: it's it's we were it's
4: oh, We were, it's a. We were Alone. alone. And all yeah. the I I yeah. to
2: The whole,
1: control is moving around. It's like your automobile. It needs lubrication. Joint rolling is one step. It's like you're
2: and lubrication. That is it. You
1: can both join the two
2: at the same time. is
4: we need
6: a, a yeah.
4: real yeah. i know
1: In. Oh, yeah. Breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe in. Belly to chest. Exhale. Breathe in. breathe in. Breathe in and exhale. Now let's bring the knees to the chest. Hug those knees. Rock side to side give your spinal cord a nice massage. Ooh, that feels so good. Your energy is flowing. Your your body is 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 happy and smiling. Now just roll over to the side and push up. And we are ready. We're ready to act Ooh, that light. I'm trying to block the light from my window. I get sunlight first thing in the morning through both my windows, and I usually try and block them, but didn't have time so rub those hands together, rub the hands together, heat up the heat up the hands, get this when you rub your hands together, you're heating up the energy, you're bringing the energy in your body to the hand, and then you're going to release that energy in the back of the neck, squeeze and release, squeeze and release. Breathe in, squeeze, and release. Breathe in, squeeze, and release. Breathe in, squeeze, and release. And while we're here, let's just give our skin a little uh, touch. Pat down the skin and pat down the skin on both arms. Lymph cord and lymphatic uh, drainage area, so give your underarms a big pat, underarms a big pat. And then pat down on your in your chest, on your chest. Breathe in. Everything's moving. Breathe in. The breath is a pump for you. Breathe in. Get those boobies. Uh, massage all around the breath. Give your breast a pat. Squeeze the breath. Pat, pat, pat. Now turn around here and this. It's your adrenal glands and kidneys. Give them a nice pat. Love, love, love. Say thank you, kidneys. Thank you, kidneys. Thank you, adrenal glands, for your good work. All right, we are ready to go into the studio. Tap, tap, tapping on the body is one of the best therapies. Massage and tapping, slapping. I'm going to show you the meridian point for your heart and your lungs today that will help you build up those parts of your body. So let's go to my studio. You'll we'll see the top of my, my ceiling, my beautiful plants, healthy plants up there. And we are back in the studio. My dad's back with me. His poster's here. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good morning, global family. Good night, global family, wherever you are in the world. We welcome you and we thank you for being here to collectively, to collectively, collectively build up the peace on the earth, which is starting right in here. So we've got a lot to share with you this morning, and uh, at at the top of the next hour, we're going to join – our sister Zelda, and the executive producer at the Betty Shabazz podcast graduation. They have been training our youth to do great things in the studio, in the podcast uh, arena. So we want to join them for a little bit uh, this morning after, uh, after this hour of important information, knowledge, and wisdom about your lungs. And important information and awareness about the tactics that um, our government, the governments all over the world. We're going to start with China, for instance. China is already trying to start another reaction solution. It's called the Hegelian uh, theory, and I have it. I had it on my phone earlier. Let me just read to you what's the Hegelian theory, because we're not stupid. We just went through a major demonstration of Hegelian uh, dialectic theory propaganda work with the, uh, the pandemic. Now, here's what Hegelian dialectic means. It's a problem-reaction solution. This method basically involves fabricating or intensifying a problem offering a draconian solution, then settling for a compromise that nevertheless furthers the intended good. This is how the powers that be operate. So we're going to educate you on all that today so that you can strengthen your lungs and be prepared for the problem blow-up because that's what it is. It it, uh, involves uh, intensifying a problem. That's what they do, intensify the problem. And they um, try and give you uh, after you react to the problem, which what the, the reaction that is desired by the powers of be is fear, fear. You have to be afraid. And President Roosevelt said there is nothing to fear but fear itself. So I'm going to start this morning by giving you Dr. Sanil Dehond. He's one of my favorite uh, doc, medical doctors that I listen to on, um, on YouTube. And he brought, a couple of weeks ago, actually, he brought this news to our attention. And so I'm going to bring it uh, to your attention this morning so that you can be aware and not have any fear. This is all about eliminating the fear. We had, don't need to have fear when we have knowledge. Knowledge is power. So we're going to have lots of knowledge this morning about the coming, uh, the coming problem that's being intensified. Okay. Uh, so let me pull that up. I want to pull it up on YouTube as well. Uh, okay, here we go. As well as on uh, YouTube and the in the Blog Talk Studio. So that everyone can just be fully aware all right let's do this dr. Sunil Dahan is going to explain about this uh, this news that they're intensifying
7: hello everyone dr. Sunil Dan the internal medicine physician welcome to another video within the last 12 to 24 hours we have been hearing reports about a concerning pneumonia outbreak in China And it is causing alarm amongst many authorities, being reported across several media outlets. And I want to share this story with you here because it is breaking news. So I'm going to share with you a piece from the AP News. The World Health Organization has asked China for more information about rise in illnesses and pneumonia clusters. The WHO says it has made an official request to China for more information about a potentially worrying spike in respiratory illnesses, and clusters of pneumonia in children. So this is predominantly affecting children, according to the initial reports. What is going on? The UN Health Agency cited unspecified media reports and a global infectious disease monitoring service as reporting clusters of undiagnosed pneumonia in children in northern China. Outside scientists said the situation warranted close monitoring, but were not convinced that the recent spike in respiratory illnesses in China signaled the start of a new global outbreak. Well, I'm glad that they're saying that initially, but what organisms could we be talking about causing this pneumonia? The emergence of new flu strains or other viruses capable of triggering pandemics typically starts with undiagnosed clusters of respiratory illness. It is actually worrying that they're saying that. Both SARS and the pandemic were first reported as unusual types of pneumonia. Yes, we all remember very well what was happening almost exactly four years ago. The challenge is to discern the outbreaks and determine the cause, according to one expert here. The World Health Organization said that northern China has reported a jump in influenza-like illnesses since mid-October compared to the previous three years. So how bad is this outbreak exactly? And is it overwhelming local hospitals? The outbreaks have swamped some hospitals in northern China, including in Beijing, and health authorities have asked the public to take children with less severe symptoms to clinics and other facilities. The average number of patients in the internal medicine department at Beijing Children's Hospital topped 7,000 per day, exceeding the hospital's capacity, state-owned radio said in an online article earlier this week. So as I said, that is breaking news only over the last 12 to 24 hours, and it has been reported across the mainstream media. Lots of different media outlets are running with this story. So we await more information. Hopefully it amounts to nothing at all, certainly not another global pandemic. But I wanted to share it with you here. And my initial three thoughts are as follows. Number one, it is an eerie reminder, is it not? about what happened almost exactly four years ago. Do you all remember those media reports? I'm sure you do. There's a mysterious pneumonia outbreak in China. Authorities initially were insisting it was nothing to worry about, and the rest is history. Hopefully, nothing like that will happen again. Secondly, now fast forward to 2023, with all that we know now and all the mistakes that have been made over the last few years and all of the hidden agendas that have been revealed, can we really trust? many of these authorities, public health authorities, medical organizations, and also mainstream media to really be reporting the truth, wanting to give us real information, not sensationalize things and not having their strings pulled by other agendas. Can we really trust them now when we see stories like this? And finally, and this is more concerning, from a purely medical and scientific standpoint, When we see a story like this, a health story affecting younger people, it's always a little bit more alarming. When we hear about older people in their 80s, 90s, people who are very frail being affected by an illness, well, we expect someone who's very frail to be prone to hospitalization. But if we're talking about young people now, they didn't say how old the young people were. Are we talking young children? Are we talking teenagers? It is always a bit more concerning when children are being hospitalized. So, yes, we await more information, but let's keep close tabs on this story. I don't want to alarm you, but I want to share that with you because it is being reported across the media right now. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Let me know your thoughts down below. Check out my Academy and my free newsletter. Those links are down below. Hit the like button if you like this video and the bell button for more similar videos in the future.
1: Okay, so that is Dr. Sunil Dahan giving us an update. That was a couple of weeks ago, and he's in the United States. But I want to share with you another doctor who's in the U.K., uh, because it's important to get perspective globally, because they don't just um, stay in their location. What happens is what happens? They spread the media spreads the news, spreads the problemo, right? So this Dr. Campbell is very popular in the U.K., and he was actually taking off YouTube because he was telling too much truth about COVID. So he's back on, and he's going to bring uh, another report about this pneumonia outbreak that I want you to hear because I want you to have knowledge. Now, as, as Dr. Sunil explained, it's alarming because they're talking about children, maybe senior citizens, but here is Dr. Um, Campbell's perspective on this. So we get not just the United States, but a real global perspective on what's going on and the problem that's being intensified. But if you have enough knowledge, you don't have to be in fear.
8: Well, you're most welcome to today's talk. It's Wednesday, the 29th of November. And as you see, we're running on very limited technology. I wanted to do a talk today because I've been inundated with questions about this mystery wave of pneumonia which is occurring in children in China. Is there a new pandemic going on here? Now, the short answer to that question appears to be no, but there are some strange things that are happening that don't quite make sense. Now, we've had reports from China that there's been three and a half thousand children admitted to hospital in October and November. But there again, we've had reports from Radio Free Europe, which is saying that this is about a thousand cases per day. So quite what is happening, it is a bit of a mystery. We haven't got all the details yet, and we will be following it closely, but I do have some tentative uh, conclusions. Now, I'm going to put all the references, as always, to this in the, uh, in the description where I got these, this information from. Definitely the clusters of undiagnosed pneumonia, or a pneumonia where it's difficult to say, what is causing it now of course we expect rebound infections because China was locked down probably more than any country on earth certainly for longer than any other countries on the earth so we we would have a degree of what we call community immune debt as children are catching up with infections that they didn't have during the lockdown period but doesn't really quite explain it so hospitals in Beijing in the northeast of China particularly And are the symptoms usual or unusual seems to be somewhat unclear. The Chinese authorities, echoed by the World Health Organization, say it's the usual features of respiratory illnesses. But there are some things that are a little bit unusual, uh, as, as we'll look at. Now, one interesting thing is that China has reported for the first time mycoplasma pneumoniae now this is a mycoplasma are, are an unusual type of bacteria very simple very small form of bacteria and traditionally we've said that these can cause atypical pneumonia typically they cause pneumonia in children although it only causes them pneumonia in the minority of children but it does affect adults as well so China are now talking about this mycoplasma pneumonia And it seems to be the first time. Now, they're admitting to COVID, influenza, respiratory syncytial virus, those things we would expect. But this one does seem to be new. And this could be the crux of the matter. Now, local reports are saying that there's inflammation in the lungs, which is what a pneumonia is. And they're also saying there's a high fever, which is not surprising. But they're also saying there's no cough, which is very surprising. Because typically with mycoplasmic pneumonia, we would expect generalized aches and pains, of course, are typically a high fever, around about 39 degrees centigrade, 102 degrees Fahrenheit. But we would usually expect a cough, but the reports are saying that there's not a cough. So this is a bit unusual, a bit inconsistent. And pneumonia, normally in mycoplasmic infection, only occurs in 5 to 10% of people infected with it, yet we seem to be seeing this glut of pneumonia. So it seems to be causing more pneumonia than we would expect unless the infection with this mycoplasmic uh, bacteria is incredibly common, which could well be the case. There seems to be a lot of it. Now, Chinese Center for Disease Control has reported on this, and the World Health Organization, of course, has echoed pretty well what they've said, but they do agree there's an upsurge in respiratory illnesses amongst children in northern China. WHO report from the 23rd of November. Now, the World Health Organization has boldly approach China, as you might expect, and uh, ask for laboratory results and data, recent trends in respiratory illness from China's, uh, China's health authorities. And one thing that really concerned me here was the World Health Organization have said they did this under the terms of the International Health Regulations, which, of course, we know they're in the process of trying to uh, amend to make them really uh, even stronger. And, of course, we obviously know that China would would, uh, apply and adhere 100% to the international health regulations. And whatever China said, the World Health Organization just seems to have regurgitated that. Anyway, uh, leaving that point for now, um, WHO uh, said China's health authorities have said the rise in hospitalizations since October is known to known pathogens. Known pathogens adenovirus, influenza virus, respiratory syncytial virus, but adding this mycoplasmic one as well. And we would expect more infections in winter to be fair. But the the messenger said this, I'm just going to read something from the messenger online. I'll I'll put the link for it. Chinese medical statistics remain deeply unreliable according to the messenger. The country still claims a total COVID-19 deaths of 120,000 when independent estimates have said it's about 2 million. So is there a deficiency in trust here? Or is it just that the World Health Organization are echoing what China has said? Or should we expect more interrogation and rigor from the World Health Organization is what people are uncomfortable with? Now, it is China.
1: That's Dr. John Campbell. I'm not going to play the whole, it's like more than 10 minutes. But he brings in a lot more details of what he's reading and what China and the WHO is talking about. And listen, we don't want to go into fear or, or anxiety about this. This is the same playbook, problem. There, this is the first stage of the problem here, problems being presented. Oh, look at all these children in the hospital. There's thousands of children in the hospital in China, blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to hear uh, reports like the one that I have got in my um, in my email. I got this... Uh, email from uh, Frontline News that says who WHO calls for ma this is dated December, no, November 26th. WHO calls for masking, physical distancing over mystery illness. Sounding familiar here, masking, physical distance. Hmm, so where have we heard this before? Okay, so here's how it reads, talks about Chinese citizens, they're going to wear face masks, keeping this, so they stay home and, amid an outbreak of a mysterious respiratory illness. Okay, when I was in China, I went to China about 10 years ago with my uh, my former husband, and everybody was wearing masks during that time. This is way before the pandemic. And the, the, the reason they're wearing masks because it's so damn polluted over there. Everybody's smoking cigarettes everywhere. Unlike the United States, in China back then, this was in Beijing, especially in Beijing, which is a big city like, you know, metropolitan, urban Chicago, that's similar. And everywhere I went, people were lighting up cigarettes. We went on a cruise on a boat. The whole boat was smoking. I couldn't believe it. So everybody was wearing masks. I don't. It probably hasn't changed much. Cigarettes seemed to be the drug of choice in China at the time. So this report that I received in my email says media reports say hospitals in Beijing and Liaoning are overwhelmed with cases of undiagnosed pneumonia, primarily affecting kids. Children are presenting symptoms of lung inflammation, high fever but not the coughing associated with COVID-19, RSV, blah, blah, blah. The outbreak November 13th, in response to a demand from the WHO officials that the Chinese government share detailed information on the, we want detailed information so we can propagandize this to the hilt and spread it all over the world, fear, fear, fear. I'm reading into this. This Chinese authority said it is not a new virus. yay, it's not new, it's common, but common winter illnesses causing the hospitalization. The bugs are hitting harder due to lowered immune systems caused by pandemic restrictions. okay, so they're admitting in 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 China that they believe these viruses bugs are hitting harder because of the techniques they practiced or they instituted for the pandemic three years ago. So that's why they believe we have these bugs rising up. Chinese authorities have advised there has been no detection of any unusual or novel pathogens or unusual clinical presentations. Nevertheless, the U.K. has signaled it may be considering a return to mandates like forced masking. Here we go again, folks. And my T-shirt says, "We will not comply." Not wearing it today, but I should be. I might put it on during the break. We need to keep an open mind about the cause. Blah blah blah. In order blah blah blah. This article goes on to remind everybody. Uh, final um, final thoughts in January. Gates. That's Bill Gates, the liar, the the uh, promoter of uh, of uh, eugenics and suicide and all that. Warned that a new pandemic is afoot Which may be quote man-made and far more brutal He blamed the failed response to COVID-19 In part on a particularly dangerous form of populism Whose connections to U.S. healthcare is a bit concerning And praised authoritarian responses like us in China Okay, let's take a deep breath Deep breath in This is the key, number one key To strengthening the lungs having the knowledge about the BS, the belief systems, and the BS, and having the knowledge about the problem they're promoting and intensifying right now. So don't watch the the news about this. Please, please stay away from the news. Go to YouTube and get informed uh, uh, channels that can help you get past the BS. And then when we come back from the break, I'm going to take your calls. There's a caller um, with their hand up, so I'll take your call when we come back. And I want you to just take a deep breath right now and realize this information is just starting to come out. I'm sure it's going to intensify. That's what the Hegelian theory is all about, problem first. We're in the problem stage. And some people might be reacting. I, for one, am responding with more knowledge, more truth to you, and more echinacea, golden seal, vitamin C, all the things that I've learned and I share with you about strengthening the body, fasting, breathing, breathing, and most and just as important, being out in nature, hugging those trees. So let me take a quick break and we'll be right back with more weapons for the problem reaction solution that's being presented to us in these days. We'll be right back. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm
4: Viato.
3: Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly culture, world peace, restoration of light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve a peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicago.hwpl. At gmail.com.
1: All right, we're going to get started again, and because uh, we're going to have, at the top of the hour, we're going to join our, our Monday morning host and Zelda uh, and Naima at the graduation for a few minutes, and then we'll come back. But I want to, before I go to the calls, I want to just play this one um, audio from Dr. Karen Joyce, What is Pneumonia? We just need to have a full understanding, understanding. In this case, we need to have a full understanding about what this propaganda is going to be talking about. People, pneumonia, what's pneumonia? Well, here, this is what pneumonia is. I'm going to play this three-minute uh, audio, what is pneumonia? So you are fully, I want you to be fully informed, not be in fear about anything because knowledge is power. We don't want to be ignorant going into this new uh, fear-mongering t- 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 techniques about pneumonia and strengthen. we're going to strengthen our lungs, we're going to strengthen our brain. We are not going to be caught uh, off guard this time with ignorance. So here's what is pneumonia.
9: The basic definition of pneumonia is it's an infection in the lungs, okay. and um, it can be caused by several things, um, bacteria, viruses, and very rarely, but in certain patients, fungal pneumonias occur. They can be, it can be secondary to a viral infection. It can be a complication from a virus like flu, influenza is a common Uh, problem, having secondary pneumonia from that. The very young and the very old are susceptible to streptococcal pneumonia, which is a very serious form that can lead to sepsis. Quite a bit of hospitalization and morbidity in this country. Generally um, people with pneumonia really feel crummy, and they look crummy. Um, Elderly people can be confused, confusion is a common sign usually associated with fevers, sometimes quite high fevers. That's harder to tell in a child because they can have fevers for less serious illness, but older people with fevers should be taken seriously. Oxygen levels can be low if they're not oxygenating, so blue lips, blue fingers, those are very serious signs. Productive cough with sputum, often colored, green, yellow, or worse, rusty color, gray, those are not good signs. It is contagious by droplets and by aerosols, so coughing and sneezing. Lab tests showing perhaps a high white count, and almost always a test x-ray is done, and showing some sort of infiltrative process or consolidation within the lung tissue itself indicating infection. I think the real answer to that is if you feel sick enough that you feel sick, you should come in. You don't have to carry that weight on your own. You know, you can come in and be evaluated and then, you know, together with the doctor, decide is this something serious or something maybe less serious. Some pneumonias can be treated as an outpatient, community acquired pneumonias. Um, Walking pneumonia, which is an atypical pneumonia, is often a much more mild disease, although it is still pneumonia, but it is typically treated as an outpatient. Other pneumonias can be quite serious and require hospitalization and sometimes even ICU care and it is, you know, still a significant cause of morbidity in this country. So, we take it seriously. So, it's not patients don't have to carry the burden of deciding how serious it is. And that's what part of the partnership is with their doctor in terms of figuring that out together.
1: All right. Here- explanation what is pneumonia it's funny that she says if you feel sick enough then you should go see a doctor okay let me let me give you a disclaimer first this show is not intended to replace any advice you may be receiving from your doctor if you have a health condition that you have been unable to resolve please 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 see your trusted health professional now that doctor just explained to us what uh, pneumonia is. It's a lung infection, which means if your breathing is going to be affected, number one. But she was saying, well, when do you go, when do you do, how do you know you have pneumonia? Well, you usually feel sick. What does that mean? Let me just give you my experience when sickness is coming on. Energy, you have no energy. When you are really tired. That could be a sign of even cancer. If you have been tired for a long time, that's a chronic situation, you don't have any energy, you can't do anything, what do you need to do? Stop. Breathe. Go out in nature. Drink more water. Uh, breathe, breathe, breathe. Stop eating all the junk food. This is a season right now where sugar, sugar, sugar is going to be on the menu wherever you go. Donuts, cookies, cakes, everything. This is This is what... It shuts down. When you eat, they say something like a teaspoon of sugar. It shuts down your immune system for six hours. So this is something you want to be fully aware of uh, during this month of December going forward into the winter. When the sun is bright and shiny in summer, you have more sun to help your immune system. But right now in December, the days are shorter So number one, energy. When you're low on energy, you're probably moving into either a detox situation, your body's cleansing. And when you have mucus, this is a sign. I'm teaching my grandchildren about the color of their mucus. When you have clear or white mucus, that's normal mucus, normal uh, uh, discharge. When your mucus starts turning yellow, you're having an infection is developed. What do you need to do? Drink more water, more tea, Vitamin C, vitamin C, vitamin C, and more vitamin C. And then if it turns green, that's a long-standing bacterial infection in my experience. Green is really bad, really bad. Brown, you have a lung infection. So that's when you might want to go see your doctor. Or you might want to start taking these herbs. This is, I, get, I got these list of herbs that are on a lung tonic formula that I, that I used to sell in the health food store. Get a pencil out if you need to or remember these or you can play this back later. These are the list of herbs that are on the lung tonic formula. Mullen, that's M-U-L-L-E-I-N, whorehound. Echinacea is always needed in your medicine cabinet during the winter months. If you don't have Echinacea, go out now today, get some Echinacea from the health food store, liquid preferably because it absorbs faster. Pleurisy root, Osha root. Osha root is excellent, excellent if you're coughing a lot. Osha root will get in there and heal those lungs and, and help your coughing. Lobelia and Yerba Santa. I would add, along with those, add oregano oil. If you're really in low energy, you can't get out of bed. You need some oregano oil, garlic, uh, fasting. It's just stop eating all the cookies and cakes that are going to be on the menu this month, and vitamin. Can't overemphasize vitamin C, vitamin C. In fact, if you are in a, a major city, there's probably uh, IV clinics where they will. You can go in there for about $70. It used to be 70 at least in the Orlando area, and they will put vitamin C in your veins. That, that is the therapy that got me out of bed years ago when I was so sick with candida in my blood. They put an IV of vitamin C in my uh, blood for about 45 minutes. Boom, I was back in, in, uh, in uh, working order. So those are to start preventing pneumonia, watch out or your energy levels. Uh, if you're especially in toxic environments, the and then Louise Hay, let me not forget Louise Hay, my favorite person on the planet. Her her metaphysical spiritual definition of pneumonia is and this is important because most people would admit that this is what's going on. Because before Uh, Before anything manifests in the physical world, it's going to be in the invisible world. So that's your emotion. Pneumonia, according to Louise Hayes' Heal Your Body book, the mental causes, mental causes, always starting up here in this brain. This is the command center for physical illness and the metaphysical way to overcome this. She says pneumonia is caused by number one, either it can be either or all of these, being desperate, tired of life, this is my favorite, emotional wounds that are not allowed to heal. Let me go over that list one more time. Consider what's going on in your life, if you're having breathing problems, lung problems, and as we go forward in this month of propaganda, fear, 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 the problem is, oh, look at the pneumonia, the children are dying, the children are in the hospital, we're gonna hear it all, I'm sure and the WHO is going to come in, maybe you should be wearing a mask. Maybe you should be locked down. Ah, We will not comply is the answer. We will not comply. We're not going through that BS again. So that's why I'm here, to help you make better choices this time around in this propaganda game. So once again, Louise Hayes, invisible causes, mental causes, you're either desperate to do something, desperate to work, Desperate to get to your job. Desperate to to control your children. Desperate, desperate, desperate. Breathing affects your breathing. And she says, uh, tired of life. Ah, I don't like my job. I don't like my husband. I don't like my life. I don't like my children. Blah, 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 blah. Complain, complain, complain. Pneumonias building up. And then finally, emotional wounds that are not allowed to heal. You're carrying baggage from the past, and you're not allowing it to heal these This type of energy is gonna build up in your lungs, she's saying, and cause what inflammation, as the doctor said, pneumonia is inflammation, you're inflamed, you're on fire with all these things. I can't let go of the emotional wounds, I'm desperate, I'm tired. so here is what she suggests uh as a therapy and new thought pattern. Here you go, I freely take in divine ideas that are filled with the breath and the intelligence of life. This is a new moment. Oh, love that, love that, love that. That's my first thought when anything happens to my body. Am I being filled with this new moment or am I in fear about the future? I'm worried about the hospital, the children who are in the hospital, the children who are not breathing in China. UK and then there's already a report to say oh the first you're gonna hear this pay attention the first case of this pneumonia mysterious illness is in the United States ah! there's the fear starting with that's the problem and the reaction working together there's pneumonia coming it's coming from China oh my goodness we have to be afraid we have to be afraid there's the reaction so the problem, pneumonia, reaction, oh, my God, the to be And guess what the solution is? Anybody want to take a guess what the solution is? I'm going to give you a few moments to think about what they believe the solution is. Now, I've been giving you some solutions, and here's a, a caller. Let's see if this caller knows what the suggested Admiral solution is. Admiral Nelson Admiral Nelson um,
10: Yes, it's uh... – You know, uh, that pandemic uh, treaty stupidity that uh, World Health Organization, Chinese Communist Party, the Bill, Melinda Gates Foundation, the whole crew of satanic influence uh, behind this whole effort to try to uh, maintain some semblance of power as a world order of Baha'u'llah, which I represent, that divine a uh, system of global governance, which is clearly delineated by the Universal House of Justice statements issued over the years. And it's like uh, Satan and, and Almighty God, Allah, who appeared in the person of Master W. Fard, Muhammad, long-awaited Messiah of Judeo-Christians and the Mahdi of the Muslims. You see, I represent the divine force in the universe. That other force is satanic. And there is this meiotic balance in nature. And as the War of Armageddon has begun, as the Admiral Minister Louis Farrakhan has instructed us, as of Savior's Day 2023, which I attended personally, I love the Ambulant Minister Louis Farrakhan with all my heart. And I would just say that unless and until black men, Asiatic black men, are clear as to who they are, and what their divine mission is in life. Uh, you know, I say the army of the cause of Almighty God Allah, the army of the cause to conquer the hearts of men can never be defeated. Only its rate of advance can be slowed down through acts of unwisdom and ignorance on the part of its supporters. This is straight out of the Baha'i writings. You see, I'm clear as to what my divine mission is, and I'm doing it every day And I'm delighted to have you, Sister Viada, and uh, Sister Naima, and Sister um, Zelda, Zelda. and Naika Bevel. I'm just so delighted to be able to call you, dear, beloved Asiatic sisters, my friends. And I was on my way to drop off some more of this uh, carbonated mineral water to um, Sister Naima, but. I feel like there's only so much time in the day, so I won't be going by there today to drop off these bottles. But she can come by and pick up these uh, three bean pies I have for expiry date as of December 1st. And so I'm using this opportunity to speak on, um, you know, the female solution to make some points about that. And uh, you're from Chicago.
1: Be careful if those bean pies have sugar in them, then. We don't want to do too many bean pies this month. What do they sweeten (laughs) those bean pies?
10: I think we might sweeten them with honey.
1: Okay, that's a little bit. And, by
10: the way, I left some honey and some lemon juice with my last package of those three um, bottles of um, carbonated mineral water at... um, Naima's place here. The other day. I just want to make sure that she got that unopened bottle of lemon juice and the um, honey, which was unopened also from
1: Walgreens. She's in the studio, so she's listening. And uh, she and Zelda are maybe going to be on the next hour with their graduation. Uh, so thank you, Monty. We love hearing from men and women who are sharing knowledge and wisdom because we all need it right now. The bombardment of propaganda and bad news and not and, and, and wrong and uh unhealthy news is coming big time people. I'm just sharing uh these two doctors we heard from are just warning us and we got we need to be prepared for this new uh message, a problem reaction. And the emotional wounds that are not allowed to heal, I, I love that that analysis by Louise Hay, because that just talks about energy. If you're holding on to emotional wounds from mommy and daddy, uncle, uh, whoever, uh, the wounds that you're holding on to are going to affect every part of your body, really, if they're strong. And then you, we need to remember that there are lots of therapies that can help you balance the energy in your body. I'm going to share with you belly button therapy today. Uh, I heard Dr. Darrell Wolf, who I listened to, he's a Canadian doctor who moved out of Canada because it was so bad last the last three years, but he talked about belly button therapy. And one of the best ways to do belly button therapy is with oils, essential oils. So listen to, before we go to the break, I want to just play this, oils to the belly button. This is another immune system building therapy that you can use to prevent pneumonia or strengthen your lungs.
6: Hi guys, it's Simran Lobo here and today I will be sharing some secrets that our ancestors have been using since a very long time for glowing skin and many different benefits. That little secret is your belly button or navel as we call it. Oiling your belly button is essential for detoxifying your body as well. It has also been ayurvedically tested from our nana nanis and Dada dadi's, as you know. So daily application of these oils in your belly buttons will prove to be very effective for your skin and your health as well. So I will be explaining the effect of 8 different essential oils that you can add into your daily skincare routine. It is as simple as adding a few drops in your belly button and massaging it in circular motions. So the first oil that I would like to talk about is neem oil. Neem oil helps remove acne, pimples, itches or irritation on your skin. It is also proven to be essential to remove rashes from your skin. So, adding two drops of neem oil to your navel or your belly button and massaging it regularly will help remove all these problems from your skin. The second oil that I would like to talk about is almond oil. Adding a few drops of warm almond oil will help in glowing your skin and it also helps in healing cracked skin like if you have chapped lips or you have cracked heels it will help heal those skin and remove the dead skin cells. So adding warm almond oil to your navel will help cure these skin problems. The third oil that I would like to say is mustard oil. Mustard oil reduces congestion or digestive problems that you might have or even gastric problems if you have. So adding mustard oil or into your navel and massaging it will help uh, detoxify your intestines and will also help you cure your dry lips the fourth oil that I would like to talk about is coconut oil coconut oil is very essential for a lot of different types of skin problems it improves your eyesight and it reduces dandruff it is also essential for healthy hair so if you are looking for hair growth or healthy hair and it's not affecting externally try this internal remedy adding a few drops of coconut oil and massaging it on your belly button will help your hair grow in a very healthy and moisturized way the fifth oil i would like to talk about is castor oil adding a few drops of castor oil massaging it for a few minutes will help you get rid of your wrinkles or any dark circles that you have under your eyes so if you are having problems of dark pigmentations around your skin, especially under your eye, or having dry skin with lot of wrinkles, try this remedy. Add a few drops of castor oil to your navel button and massage it daily. The sixth remedy for glowing skin or smooth skin is pure ghee. Or just adding two drops. Okay, so that young lady is giving us a few
1: suggestions of oils to use in your belly button, which are going to help your health, improve your lungs actually, because what's inside your belly button? Near the
11: turn of this century, scientist Georg Steinhauser had a problem. He was fascinated by the question, why do some belly buttons collect more lint than others? But no one knew the answer. So for three years, he collected his own belly button lint to find out. And after interviewing friends and analyzing 503 of his own samples, Steinhauser discovered the culprit, stomach hair. It scratches off tiny t-shirt fibers and directs them towards the belly button. So that might be one mystery solved. But lint isn't the only thing inside these bizarre human crevices. Your belly button is a scar, your very first one. It forms when a doctor snips your umbilical cord, and depending on how it heals, you could have an outie, or more likely, an innie. And innies are ripe for colonization, not only by lint, hair, and dead skin cells, but also by bacteria. In one study, 60 volunteers swabbed their belly buttons Researchers then analyzed the samples and found more than 2,300 kinds of bacteria. That's an average of 67 different kinds per belly button. Now many of those microbes aren't unique to belly buttons. Like Staphylococcus, which can lead to staph infections. It shows up in noses, throats, hair, and yes, even belly buttons. But the researchers also discovered other bacteria never before seen on human skin. Like marimonas, which scientists had previously only seen in the ocean. And they even found bacteria that chefs use to make cheese. And yes, somebody did exactly that. She grew the belly button bacteria in a petri dish and then added it to milk. Sure enough. After a few hours, the milk curdled into cheese. Belly button brie, anyone? Now for the most part, the microbes in your navel are harmless. In fact, recent studies suggest that bacteria on your body may strengthen your skin's defense system. But if you never clean your belly button, they'll grow unencumbered. And that can be a problem. The best case scenario is that your belly button will start to smell. When common navel microbes like bacterium build up, they emit pungent odors, similar to body odor. But the worst case is that your navel will get infected, not just by staph, but also by microbes that cause strep throat and yeast infections. That's right, you can get a yeast infection in your belly button, which can lead to itching and redness and cause a clear or off-white discharge to leak out, which almost looks like cottage cheese. So how does that cheese sound now? While microbes colonize your belly button from the outside, there could also be an invader from the inside. We're talking about belly button hernias. In the womb, the umbilical cord runs from your mom to you, passing through an opening in your abdominal muscles. Normally, that opening seals up after you're born, but in some cases, it never really closes all the way. This can allow internal organs to slip through, creating a bulge behind your belly button. Naval hernias affect as many as one in five newborns in the U.S. But they're rarely life-threatening and are far less common in adults. In fact, as long as you rinse your belly button with warm, soapy water once a week, the worst you'll have to put up with is a little fluff.
1: Okay. So that is, is just one more therapy to strengthen, heal, restore. I I have a confession. I'm a belly button picker. I realize now after hearing, reading about belly button therapy, that, when I when my navel is itchy or feels dry, that I needed oil. I needed like an anointing on that belly button. And so I want to encourage you to start using oil. And I I think you can use just about any oil, but as she recommended, coconut oil, uh, castor oil is wonderful for everything. I use castor oil on so many things. I have mole I've had molds growing on my neck, which I got rid of, and one of the things I do is I massage castor oil on the parts of my body that have molds as you know as you get older, the molds start popping up to, uh, your your skin changes, and that's why that young lady who I played earlier talks about the skin because the skin is a great indicator of how healthy your liver is. And your liver is going to help keep you, your lungs healthy. So we're talking about strengthening the lungs, recognizing um, uh, pneumonia uh, symptoms. But most important, recognizing this whole system. When it gets out of order, out of balance, there are things we need to be doing to bring it back into balance. So that's what we're talking about there. If you have any comments, questions, we're in the Blog Talk Radio studio, which is 515-605-9325. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, uh, Viato's Tiny House Village, and make a comment. Or you can go to Facebook Live, Soul Purpose Healing, um, and make a comment and see the visuals here. So we're here today in response. To the propaganda that's heating up, the fear-mongering that's heating up. And as I said, the it's called the Hegelian uh, theory of problem, reaction, solution. So I was asking, what do you think the solution that, that the powers that be are going to bring for this potential intensifying pneumonia mystery disease? Of course, it's the V word. They got a jab they're working on for you. Another one, yeah, I can't, it's hard to believe that they're still uh, working their same plan here. But they are. And it's the repeat of the same plan for those who are ignorant, who did, who had their head in the sand or their butt in the last three years, and they weren't paying attention to the, the method of operation. Problem, we got a problem. There's a, a mystery illness. Reactive, oh, we're scared, we're scared. Fear, fear, fear. And guess what fear does? Fear is going to lower your immune system. Whatever you're afraid of, there's nothing to fear but fear itself, said our President Roosevelt, I believe. So if you go into fear when you hear all these things about pneumonia, instead of going into action, boot camp for peace, peace in the body, then you're going to probably be affected by The fear. Viruses, remember, are are part of your microbiome. So I'm going to play – I'm waiting – I'm actually waiting for – if Zelda and Naima show up, then I'm going to go to their graduation. But while we're waiting for the graduation uh, video or or connection, I want to remind us again of the most important organ in your body and your army for the – The army for any lung problems is your microbiome. And this is just a short clip about how important the microbiome is that contains...
12: Our bodies are home to over 100 trillion microorganisms. These microorganisms are found everywhere and make up microbiomes. Over the course of evolution, microbes have evolved with us and have an important role in the human body. Without our microbiome, we wouldn't be able to survive. Microorganisms live all over the body, but have the highest density and diversity within the gastrointestinal tract. The gut microbiome is vital for digestion and helps us break down complex carbohydrates, such as starch from potatoes and cereals, and fibre from fruits and vegetables. The microbiome also helps provide vitamins and minerals needed to survive. As well as aiding in digestion, the gut microbiome is thought to play an important role in protecting against disease. Stomachs with a healthy microbiome are thought to be so diverse that when pathogenic bacteria are present, such as Helicobacter pylori which causes stomach ulcers, they aren't able to thrive and cause disease. Studies have also linked a diverse microbiome to improved heart and brain health, weight control, reduced blood sugar levels and a lower risk of diabetes. An imbalance of microorganisms in the gut is known as microbial dysbiosis. A gut with reduced microbial diversity may make it more susceptible to infection. The microbiome has also been linked to the nervous system and mental health. An inefficient digestive system has been associated with an over or under stimulation of nerves carrying information from the stomach to the brain and could be linked to a range of conditions including depression and anxiety. It is thought that the microbiome is essential to your well-being, and there are ways to promote a diverse gut microbiota. Eating a varied diet, not using unnecessary antibiotics, and spending more time outdoors are a few ways to promote and maintain a healthy gut. Now,
1: it's recommended by health professionals, natural health professionals, to not use antibiotics unless there is an emergency. Natural antibiotics. In case you do start having major symptoms, are echinacea, golden seal, oregano oil. Those are just three natural antibiotics. They're not really antibiotics. They're more like probiotics because they're they're not um, organisms like bacteria, or viruses, or fungus. But these herbs, these herbal formulas, especially echinacea, golden seal. And oregano oil are just three of many, many herbs that can help boost your immune system and not so you don't have to use antibiotics. Now, I want to show you, I do see, I believe Naima's in the background. Naima's going to, I'm going to bring on Naima and Zelda. But I want to show you before they come on, right here with the fold of your elbow and the inside is the meridian for your lungs and your heart right here. If you start tapping on that and waking and really stimulating that meridian, that is going to boost the healing of your lungs. That's going to strengthen your lungs, meridian. Do that right in the fo in the inside of your elbow. Inside, if you're watching me, start slapping. They have Dr. Uh, my one of my Dr. Um, Walker, I think his name is. He recommends this. All the time he has a, a slapper. You just slap on this area where the meridian is and it's going to your lungs to wake them up, stimulate them to heal. Okay? So I'm going to bring on um, Naima Latif. Uh, they oh, are we at have
2: another
1: graduation.
2: Circle so announced yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: let's give it
2: up a the
4: program
2: will be Oh, let Let's give
5: it
4: up the <laughs>
2: staff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Monday Morning Mind from the Toast, and Naima, our executive producer, where these kids have been working very hard. Let me, uh, she's going to interview someone, I think. I'm Mama
5: Naima, and this is Mama Zelda, and we have had the joy of having some very intelligent, gifted, articulate students in our podcasting class. And this has been a 12-week program where they have learned how to organize and create a live radio TV show, and we've been live every Wednesday from 12 uh, from 2 p.m. to 2:15 p.m. We've been live. You can see us visually on the Higher Learning Network, where we're filming live right now, filming on the Higher Learning Network, and we've shown them how to present your school and all the wonderful things you're doing. Because this is a very powerful program that you have here, and we want the rest of the nation to know what you do, so they can follow your lead and produce excellent, outstanding young people as you all are. So today we want to honor those who work with our program, they learn how to be hosts and directors, and they learn how to articulate questions and be guests. And we want to honor them with certificates and T-shirts
1: So that's just a little bit of what our family of female solution hosts are doing uh, when they're not uh, on blog talk radio and YouTube and so forth. They're honoring young people who were in a class, who committed to a class uh, of becoming podcast, learning how to be podcast. That's what we need to do with our youth today is train them early in whatever it is they are passionate about. And I believe it was uh, Nelson Bate who said something about he has a purpose in life. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's here to do. This is another key to preventing lung cancer or lung uh, problems. Because if you know why you're here on this planet, then you are going to eliminate a lot of the war going on inside of you. You're going to, learn to eliminate the friction inside of you. You're going to uh, prevent any inflammation because stress is co- related, connected to inflammation. Inflammation is a fire in you. Uh, and I think we have a caller, eight one three. You said you're on eight one three. Okay, if you want to talk eight one three six four six, please press one because we had a testimony uh from my brother um, and here from my oh. brother
5: who uh had pneumonia uh are you are you ready to hear us now go ahead okay so here we are we are presenting these certificates to these students so when we call your name please come forward and get your shirt and your certificate all right are you ready
2: and our first speaker will be the nine Denaya mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good about it?
1: So we are again. I'm going to be going muting, and we're watching the students come up and and receive their uh, certificate of completion. Zania Robinson. That was interesting uh because my name's robinson and i had a, a niece uh whose name was anaya so it's in chicago of course my hometown and uh we're watching the zelda and naima per, uh congratulate these students uh they come to the mic and they're being congratulated now also i had a caller press one yes okay i'm going to go to my caller 813 Six four six. Because I do want to continue this information about um, preventing pneumonia and strengthening your lungs. And this caller, I believe, had an experience with pneumonia that he's going to share. Eight one three six four six. Your mic is open.
13: Yes. Good morning. I, I just tuned in, so I don't, I didn't catch what you spoke about earlier. But okay, uh, I, your, I've had pneumonia. Yeah. What's yeah, your LA. name,
1: please? L A. Talk, talk yep. show every week on uh, housing, tiny houses, every,
13: every uh, day,
1: every day of the week. So, go ahead, LA. You were talking about pneumonia uh, in, in a text. So, share with us your experience with pneumonia. How did you know you had pneumonia? First of all, and then what were your solutions for that? Oh uh,
13: well, the, the doctor. You know, I went to the, the doctor and. Uh,
1: he
13: x uh, rays
2: Why did uh, yeah, you to go to
1: the
13: Well, at the time, I was in boarding school, so, you know, I was sick. I had like a 104 temperature. They had to put me in a bathtub to cool me down. Right. So they took me to the doctor. He took x-rays and said they had pneumonia. So
4: <clears throat>
13: that uh, now I didn't know how to. It was many years later until I learned how to, you know, I had a real bad, I don't know if it was pneumonia or flu, but it was bad. I was laid up for three weeks. So a friend of mine who's in a homeopathic type, you know, remedies and all that, he said essentially you can get rid of pneumonia or, now let me state this. I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just telling you what worked for me. All right. Right. So – Essentially, uh, following the say if you've got pneumonia or, or bad flu, there's uh, three things going on. Number one, um, you're dehydrated, so I had to rehydrate myself. And how you rehydrate yourself really depends. Like, I'm 6'8", so I needed at least four liters of water just every 24 hours. So I drank the proper amount of water for my height and weight, number one, because I was dehydrated. Number two, um... I was, um, he said, you need to take mega doses of vitamin C, so I started taking mega doses of vitamin C. Uh, that comes in those little packets. I forgot Ester C or whatever that's called. Uh, I took mega doses of that like every 20 to 30 minutes, and then uh, what was the thing? Oh, 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 and all that triggered me to get detox. Um, so a good shot of castor oil. And some orange juice, or what, or whatever you want to drink it in. Um, just to cook because castor oil is some bitter stuff. So th- those three things, and then I went to sleep, and then after three weeks, when I woke up, I was a brand new man. So that, that you know, rehydrate, detox your system, and I was vitamin C deficient. So once again, that worked for me, you know. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll
1: but when you were in boarding school, how did they treat your pneumonia? What did the doctors give you to treat your pneumonia?
13: Uh, uh man, man, I was in what fifth grade? No, no, sixth? No, seventh grade. Uh, antibiotics. Okay,
1: antibiotics. What a medical
13: yes. day was?
1: And so, and then, but, but years later, you developed pneumonia, you said, and you had found an herbalist to help you.
13: Yeah, yeah. I, I was laid up, I mean, for three weeks, and I, I couldn't shake it. And, uh, it, but then when he gave me this, this uh, uh, oh, and part of what I took was uh, oil of oregano and garlic pills. Now, all this stuff came from just a regular health food store. So everything I just said, plus those two other ingredients, you know, which you can get from any health food store. So once again, that worked for me. So after three weeks, you know, after I took a nap, after ingesting those ingredients I just said, uh, which all came from a health food store, four or five hours later, I felt like a a completely new human being. You know, so that, they worked for me, put it that
1: way. So we want to we want to point out that the typical traditional way of treating uh, pneumonia once you get diagnosed is they're going to suggest antibiotics. Antibiotics are what destroys your microbiome. Those type antibiotics, drugs, alcohol, uh, processed food, all those things weaken your natural army, your microbiome. Remember, your microbiome has trillions of microbes that include viruses, bacteria, and fungi that are activated when you have certain things going on in your body like pneumonia. When you have, if you get diagnosed with pneumonia, you're going to have, if, if they were to take a test, this is what I've read in research, of your microbe, your bowels, what's in your bowels, you'd have a special type of microbe in your bowels that has been activated to fight that pneumonia. Many people don't realize this. So that's why they're studying microbiome like crazy right now. Everybody's looking in a microbiome because they're finding different microbes every year. Oh, wow, look at this. This is a new microbe out of the trillions that they already know exist. They're coming up with more and different types because they're researching and taking samples and figuring out that every time you have certain symptoms in your body, your army activates particular microbes to fight that disease. And that's what German New Medicine is all about behind me here, this chart that I have behind me. Let me just minimize this. Okay, this chart right here behind me is all about the diseases that uh, show up in your body and how the body responds with your emotions and your brain and your physical body. And microbes show up, different microbes show up to fight like um, ulcers. If you have an ulcer, you're going to have H. pylori bacteria show up. I had that experience in my life. I had H. pylori bacteria show up. But what it was, it was the end of a healing process. And that's what the blood test showed. So thank you, L.A. Any other comments to people to encourage them on how uh, they can prevent pneumonia?
13: Well, the only thing I can suggest is keep yourself well hydrated and uh, make sure you take your vitamin C. I often, I don't know. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, if you can, eliminate processed foods. Absolutely.
1: That's, that's,
13: yeah.
1: Thank you, L.A. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. uh, that testimony. And I'm sure most of you might have a testimony. And uh, let me... <laughs>
2: And get a good shot.
5: Thank
2: you so much. And thank you from the principal of the school, Baba Tumijana Mason. Thank you so much for joining us at our ceremony. We appreciate you so much. We All right. You so much.
1: There you go. So that was the Betty Shabazz School in Chicago. They had a graduation ceremony, uh, and our sisters Elda and Naima were present. To reward these students for their participation in a per- education program, train them to be podcasters, and that that's a very um, good field to look into because YouTube will give you uh, the access to an audience if you train well enough and how to do it, how to put it together. There are tons of people who are YouTubers giving out valid information. So I really encourage you to ask yourself, what is your passion? What do you think you're here to do? Why are you here on planet Earth? And that is what will give you strong lungs to breathe in your purpose every day before you get out of bed. You wake up and realize, I have a purpose here. What is that purpose? You should know that, you, especially as adults. We should all be very in tune to why we're here, what we're here to do, and then do it with all your heart. If you have a nine-to-five job that you hate, but you're, you're a up for pneumonia or lung problems or any other disease that might show up because your energy within you is not in harmony with your soul's purpose. So we've got to take a break. And when we come back, press one if you have a comment, question, or if you want to share any experience you're having with um, lung problems throughout. We're going to do some tapping uh, energy work when we come back to help you uh, tune into your body and do body talk that will give your body the energy, the boost that it needs to keep pushing and to feel the results when you pay attention to what your body is saying to you. So uh, we'll be right back after these messages.
14: Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's
0: 312-315-4820. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed into the swing of things? Well,
3: don't
1: worry, you are not alone. Join us for a thought-provoking. Stimulating and
0: mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution. Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts,
1: comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach zelda speaks
7: and thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day stay on purpose stay empowered and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with zelda
0: speaks make it a mindful day and thanks for listening hi i'm naima latif join me and my co-host kareem hamid Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution.
1: much for joining me this morning on health and well-being with Viata. I'm on Blog Talk Radio studio and on the internet. If you don't want to call in, you can just listen only at BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution, or you can go to my YouTube channel Viata's Tiny House Village or Facebook Live. Those are your options. And we've been really going real strong today on all of these options, no, no failures with Wi-Fi and all that. So thank you because collectively when you share your testimony, you're helping thousands of people all over the world because we do have people tuning in all over the world sometimes and, not, and locally as well. So call in, give your comment, your testimony, or share if you've been struggling with anything and let us know how we can help you tapping uh let me take this caller and then we'll do a little tapping before we go on strengthening your lungs and uh some of the metaphysical things that Louise Hay brought out we're going to tap on those things for you today so 773977 your mic is open welcome
15: good morning good morning to all glory be to god another blessed day And thank you again for all the help that you're giving to God's people. This is Lois in Chicago, Illinois. You know, I have a daughter. I'd like to share this story. Back in 1968, my daughter, uh, firstborn daughter, uh, drank some turpentine. And um, her father uh, was painting, and we had to go to a funeral, and he left the turpentine on the floor, and when we knew anything, we were all getting dressed for the funeral. and she had turpentine all over her t-shirt and everything else, so the the, bo- the box said to run, rush her to the hospital, nearest hospital. So we went to St. Bernard's Hospital. And they claimed that they had to keep her overnight because she had um, uh, to go under um, a watch or something like that, and that I could get her the next day. They we were gonna keep her for observation, that's what they claimed. So, and I could get her the next day. So the next day, I went to get her that Monday, and they said, "No, uh, you can't, you can't see her because we only have visitations on Thursdays for pediatrics, and so you can't see her until Thursday." So I couldn't understand why I couldn't see her, and they wouldn't. You no, know, they told me she could go home. So the elevator door opened, and I rushed up there. I knew what room they had her in, and when I got there. She was in a tent. She was standing up. She was about nine months old. She was standing up, and her her hair was all frosted, and um, she was trying to get to me. And I unzipped this tent. She was so cold. Oh, my God. Anyway, I unzipped the tent. I was 18 years old. I unzipped the tent, and I took my daughter, and I put her between my coat. And uh, then the Dr. Driscoll came into the Uh, room and they said, uh, put her back in there right now. Uh, She's going to die in five minutes if you don't put her back in there right now. And I said, no, she's not going back in there. And uh, so they called the youth officers. Um, The father was, I think he, he had been on probation or something. So when they started talking about calling the police officers, he left the hospital and left me there holding my daughter. But he did go and call my mother and my godmother. (laughs) And when they got out, so they came in, they called the youth officers on me, and they wanted to take my daughter away from me because Dr. Driscoll said she'd be dead. I said, no, if she dies, she's going to die in my arms. I'm not giving you nothing. You told me you're going to keep her for observation, and and you're trying to kill her. And so uh, they couldn't get the, uh, uh, by the time my mother walked in the hospital, my mother was an Eastern star. She was a worthy matron, (laughs) okay? And my mother got to doing signs, and and she told them, she says, well, wait a minute. She says, why did you want to put her back in there? Uh, uh, She said, "Uh, what do you say is wrong with? She has pneumonia. She has pneumonia. She's going to die in five minutes. She don't get back in there. And so when my mother finished, all of those police officers had to take us to Eleanor Masonic Hospital to the emergency room, and when they examined her, they were waiting for her. all the, they had to escort us to the station. The doctor came out and said, um, this child is fine. This child is hungry. Take her home and feed her. Huh? And my mother said, dear they, Jesus, they were trying to take her heart. They were trying, trying to take that baby's heart. So I just wanted to share that story with everybody because you can't trust these doctors. You can't trust these lawyers. You can't really, nobody but God. So thank you so much for this time. Love you all. This is Lois, and she
8: kind of goes.
1: Now, Lois, so if you realize that people use turpentine for healing all kinds of things like parasites and uh, different ailments, have you ever heard of how turpentine is used for therapies? I don't know,
15: did Lois. So
1: I have two people in my life. There's well, a doctor.
15: Mm-hmm. And- at 18 oh, years yeah. old, I I didn't know what to do. I was 18 years old, a mother for the first time, you know. Uh, uh, the year I graduated, and, and here we were going to a funeral. So the only thing I could do is read what was on the can, you know. And he was painting; he was a, a painter, so he was, you know, just left the thing open. And so I didn't know what to do at 18. I, you know, now you, can you tell me what could have happened?
1: Well. Uh, actually, nothing, because what it, there was turpentine. One of the things I've learned, it gets rid of parasites, for one. And uh, I've had two people. Uh, there's a, a woman uh, on, her name is uh, McDaniels, on my Facebook page. She does it every day with sugar. She puts a, a teaspoon or a tablespoon of turpentine with sugar in it and takes it in, a, in water. So I don't know, she mixes it with something she does it every day and then i have another very close friend who i'm actually a dua for her pregnant daughter she got off of steroids by doing this enema coffee enema turpentine sugar formula routine protocol every day for the past 5 years i think it's been so long i forget
15: so well,
4: excuse me happened?
15: Excuse me, my mother used to give us turpentine and uh, about four drops of turpentine with sugar for worms. I can remember that. Go on.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying, that that therapy is very old and uh, used by our ancestors. So it sounds like what happened to your daughter, nothing. it, It didn't do really any damage to her. But what it might have done was got rid of parasites, worms, or or anything like that. But what you discovered was she was fine. And they were doing something nefarious as usual. And that's why I'm going to play. Thank you, Lois, for sharing that story because it just goes to show, as you say, we cannot trust the medical system. And here's a little clip about evil medical system, how it got started, that I played, uh, I'm going to not play the whole, well, it's only five minutes. Uh, let's see how far we can go. Because it's another reminder of why we need to find natural methods to heal the body. Because when you're trusting in a system that is rooted in such evil, as, as Lois just described, you need to be knowledgeable and aware of what can we do. So here's a little clip about this evil, uh, corrupt medical system. It always
16: existed. We have an evil and corrupt medical system. You might believe that the Western medicine that we have today always existed. But it's only about 100 years old one you can thank is John D. Rockefeller. He was an oil billionaire that became the richest man in the United States. In 1860, he opened his first oil refinery in Cleveland. Rockefeller believed that competition was seen and that he needed to eliminate the competition. Therefore, he started to buy every oil refinery that he could find in Cleveland. And within two years, he owned most of them. Over a decade later, his company, Standard Oil, owned most oil refineries in the United States. His control over the oil market created the first American monopoly. The government didn't like this, so they forced his company to split into smaller companies. Because of Rockefellers, many people liked him. He wanted to fix his reputation, but at the same time, earn even more money. Then he found a brilliant solution. Rockefeller found out that there was a way to use his oil to create drugs. drugs his oil was oil. only about a nickel oil, per gallon. But if he used his oil to create drugs, he could earn millions of dollars per gallon. In order for him to succeed with his plan, he bought the German company IG Farben. It was the same company that would later assist Hitler when he killed Jews. Gidmer Rockefeller's oil biggest drugs.
1: threat was Gidmer natural
16: drug death. One big problem with natural remedies was that it was impossible to patent them. Therefore, he needed to eliminate it. The first step in the takeover of the medical system was to take over the medical schools. Rockefeller then employed a man called Abraham Flexner. His task was to make a report of the medical schools in America. Flexner was against national health and believed that it was quackery and that hospitals needed to use allopathic scientific medicine. Flexner released his report in 1910. In his report, he said that American schools should impose higher admission and graduation standards. The Congress then accepted his report and medical schools had to teach allopathic medicine. Allopathic medicine is when you use drugs to treat illnesses, but don't cure them. When Rockefeller got the green light that medical schools had to teach allopathic medicine, he and the Carnegie family gave grants to medical schools. They told the medical board that they would receive money, but they had to have one representative on their board of directors. And after that, medical doctors started to treat illnesses with drugs. Rockefeller also created the American Medical Association. This organization introduced a medical licensing system. Only doctors that had a license could work as a doctor, and everyone else that used natural remedies got eliminated. The Rockefellers are one of the biggest names in the eugenics movement. It's the belief that the world is overpopulated and that we need to drink it. Rockefeller and other elite banking families believe that they were better than anybody else and that they needed to create a pure race. The Eugenics movement started in America before Hitler killed Jews. It was actually the Rockefellers that introduced this concept to him and helped him kill a lot of people. The Rockefellers also started the organization Planned Parenthood. Its aim was to reduce pregnancies in women. Bill Gates' father was once the leader of this organization, and that's the reason why Bill Gates is so involved in eugenics. The Rockefellers and other elite banking families also created the Federal Reserve. It's a central bank in America that creates money from thin air. Bankers met in secrecy in Jekyll Island back in 1910. Their plan was to take over the financial system. In 1913, they got the Congress to pass a bill where the money would be traded from a central bank. And with the control over the production of money, the Rockefellers and other elite families could now buy everything they wanted. The aim of big pharma medicine is not to make people healthy. Instead, its goal is to make everyone sick, because you can't earn a lot of money if people are healthy. All drug companies work together as one network. The whole system can only continue if there are sick people. If people were healthy, then the whole system would collapse. You can't become healthy if you follow the corrupt system. Psychopaths created the medical system that we have today, and they still run it. Unless we don't realize this, we will continue to stay sick and never heal. It's time for you and me to learn about health and don't trust this evil cartel. Okay, so that's
1: cancerwisdom.net if you want to uh, follow them or learn more about them. That's such a powerful video. I just think I need to play it every time I'm on the air because we can no longer trust in a system that was built on the idea of eugenics and uh, wanting to eliminate people. And then when you hear, every time you hear the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, it's like a red flag should go up. I mean, Bill Gates always comes in on that. And that's what we're looking at today uh Even in this war in the Middle East, you've got the Rockefellers who were very instrumental in become in in pushing the Zionist agenda. So we wanna just before we go look, do some tapping on uh what is the spiritual metaphysical route to pneumonia or even lung problems. Let me just look at lung problems real quick in general. Uh, So that you have an idea of that as well. Lung problems uh, have to do with Louise Hay. Again, I'm reading from Louise Hay, Heal Your Body, which is like a Bible to me. And I've I've actually sold this book in the past for five books. And every time I would read this to a client who had a particular problem, 99.9% of them say, yeah, that's me. So you can think about it, whether it applies to you or not, and then we'll tap on it. Lung problems is the ability to take in life, breathing in life, that your ability to take in new ideas, uh, to take in the present moment, the present situation is going to affect your lungs in some way. And further, she says, the causes are depression, grief, fear of taking in life, not feeling worthy of living life fully. Does that sound familiar to anyone who has had lung problems? Maybe you haven't had lung problems. So these are the things to be aware of to prevent it is depression. Hit that depression quickly. Go outside. Do some walking. Uh, grief. How, are you still grieving over the loss or the transition of a loved one? Death is not final death. Your, your, your uh, ancestors are still alive. Your, your, your friends, relatives who have transitioned are not gone. They're just in an invisible form. And, and then fear of taking in life. That's so key. The ability to take in life, not uh, anger and resentment. Those things don't represent life. So we can tap into uh, these situations by first acknowledging them, recognizing them, that they exist we first recognize there's a problem if it's in your body mind soul and then we work to clear it we work to clear it out and replace it with positive affirmations so you might start with the meridian on the side of your hand where your baby finger is tapping into even though i have this depression even though i have this I'm not taking in life fully in the present moment. Even though I'm worried about things, even though I'm still in grief, fear, I deeply love and accept myself. The key to shifting the energy in your body is to love yourself. Fly first, love yourself. And then you can go into the meridian of the small intestine starts to activate within you the process of taking in good things, processing it, and letting go of what you no longer need. So you tap in between your eyebrows, this depression, I'm letting go of this depression, I'm letting go of this fear, I'm letting go of the anxiety, I'm letting go of the grief that is no longer saving me, chin, I'm letting go of, of the resistance I've held on to for old things in my life, letting go of uh, any worry about my life under the elb, under the arm, I'm letting go of all uh, anxiety about the future and re- letting go of any regrets about the past, top of the head, letting go, letting go. So you go into, now that you recognize the struggle you're having, the, the problem, you want to remove it and clear it, clear it out, let it go, let it go. Now we replace it with some positive. I am. I'm going to play our I am affirmations. So you take these with you everywhere, every day to remind you to I am beautiful, I am grateful, tapping into I am amazing, I am a powerful soul being traveling in a sacred vessel. I'm honoring my vessel today. I'm loving myself more. I love myself more. And then we're going to listen to And letting go, letting go of all negative feelings, taking in a deep breath, taking in life, taking in life, and letting go of the old and bringing in the
5: new.
17: I am is your genuine self, your authentic consciousness. That which you attach to I am with repetition, with consistency, and with deep belief is what you are and what you become. I am abundance. I am beauty. I am strength. I am happiness. I am gratitude. I am strong. I am wise. I am wonderful. I am persistent. I am positive. I am successful. I am determined. I am motivated. I am confident. I am thoughtful. I am considerate. I am compassionate. I am integrity. I am intelligence. I am truth. I am wealth. I am health. I am plenty. I am good. I am mine. I am joy. I am one. I am perfect. I am peace. I am whole.
1: Those are just a few I am, I am of the am words, am am positive am words. We got one more caller. You
14: I am got, got three, uh, seven, three, I am four, five, call your mind. Graham Ryder, seven three you Greetings, and good morning to all. You know, it's actually interesting to be a positive entity, how you have to be one that exhales and gets rid of all of that pressure. You also should get rid of as much waste out of your system as you can so that you can be clear thinking. Your body has to flow. It's interesting. In order to really find your place, you have to really know what your gifts and talents are. If you got yeah. 10 fingers, you should have at least 10 gifts and talents. You need to go and find out what they are. Maybe you need to have a conversation with the creator who created you. Once you find your gifts and talents, then you'll know your purpose and what you're supposed to do on this planet. Society gives us this we, my, and I concept. We have to do today. we, us, and ours. Appreciate our you. That is what we need to focus on helping one another, and if we do that, in the new paradigm, we'll be just where we should be, at peace and house.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you. Yeah, hallelujah, minus, oh,
14: minus war and terror.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you, oh, that Thank great you say, well, work, beautiful words of inspiration to end the show today. Take those words with you of positivity, enlightenment, and and encouragement. Be encouraged that you're here to do the work of love and healing. No matter who you are, where you are, you can love, do love and healing work with your words, with your actions.
0: On behalf of our team oh, of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. Um, our and global, to our family. global family, listening from all around the world, we say thank you. Thank you, global, to global family. To our family in China, xie xie Zanyaba. Zanya Ba. Korea, kamisanda, spasiba, John merci, merci beaucoup, gracias,
1: gracias,
0: grazie, grazie, Shukran. شكرا, Medasi, Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, Boris, Gareth, Kenya, Asante, Asante. Israel, (inaudible) Toda, Pakistan, (inaudible) Shukriya, Afghanistan, (inaudible) Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. (inaudible) Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God. And God's blessing. And
1: to all my yogi friends out there, Namaste and Sat Nam. And of course to all you beautiful Hawaiians. Aloha. Stand strong, Lahaina. Maui, we love you. We send lots of love and alohas to our brothers and sisters still building back in Aloha in Hawaii. And a message from Empress Regina, great being, beloved. Thank you, Empress Regina, for that beautiful greeting. Everybody come back tomorrow at noon for the Female Solution. More wisdom, more uh, encouragement, more words, words of love and enlightenment. See you soon. Sunday, Soul Purpose Healing, 8 o'clock p.m. All right, everybody, have a great day, and thank you so much for coming into this moment.